the 12 step program that I was involved in was really about filling that void that's within us that we're looking to fill it with external things. So for me, it was partying, drugs, alcohol, whatever. Um, but once I was able to fulfill myself, whether it was um, a relationship with a higher power or a relationship with uh, the people around you, um, that also, that that's what really helped me at that time. Um, but it's continuing that, right? So it's, it's not just that experience that I had at that moment, but it's continually nourishing the mindset. It's continually learning, continually looking for people to help on a daily basis because look, it's like I had that great experience, my life changed, but I could easily go back to that place if I'm not out doing the right thing, so. Mic check, good. Mic check, mic check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth growth is the online hustlers podcast with your host esteban andrade every day I'm hustling. hey what's going on today in the online hustlers podcast guys i have a guest for you it's an agent investor all right agent wholesaler whatever you want to call realtor wholesaler realtor investor um, and there's only just a few of them out there that are successfully doing what they're doing. Like usually realtors, they can get a license and they can usually just uh, go ahead and start doing what they're doing in real estate, helping mom and mom and pop, mom, you know, helping your sister, brother, whatever friends out there to get real estate, but they don't understand business, do not really understand marketing, and they're not willing to. So that's why there's so many agents not really being successful and not so many agents that are not actually making money. Uh, but I'm not only bringing him today because of that, but I'm bringing him today because he has a story to tell that it will potentially change the way that you see things in perspective and also will help you make millions. Uh, and I have here, John McSherry, me discovered uh, from a straight New York. We got the New York language right here. So he's a hard worker, a hustler. Are you like from the what? Like from uh, from Wall Street or <laughs> from where, man? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, man. Hey, guys. I'm John McSherry. Um, thank you for having me, Esteban. And what part of New York am I from? I'm right outside of New York City. So I'm right outside of Queens on the South Shore. If, if anyone knows Manhattan, probably about a half an hour away from Manhattan. So. All right. Awesome. So yeah, I love to talk with you, man. And, and I'm so pleased to have you here because we met in person too. We went through a really good, uh, just real estate two day kind of like workshop seminar event. And we learned a lot. Um, and from one of the top producers in the country and also like a real coach that not only coaches, but produces. And we learned so many about uh, real estate uh, sales systems and obviously marketing systems, but most, impro most importantly, uh, systems that will make your company grow. Uh, and you have a story that honestly, like couldn't really get a whole pack, the whole bunch of it. 
And I want you to share it because from what I got was really impactful. Um, at the same time, I really would love for people to know like what you're doing right now. Like you're an Asian investor. Like, that's honestly, that itself says a lot. Like is an agent that went to, you know, do now wholesaling and everything. I love to really like learn to uh, what you're doing, what you have, have, have accomplished and like potentially like you can tell us the story, which comes with a lot of struggles for you to uh, be where you are. Sure. Sure. So I'll just give you the surface level first. Uh, again, my name is John McSherry. I live in New York. Um, I'm a real estate agent broker in uh, Long Island and Manhattan. Also just got licensed in Florida as well. And also a real estate investor. We fix and flip properties. We wholesale, we buy rentals, and we also started developing in Brooklyn. So all that being said, let me back up and tell you my story. When I was 21 years old, my father actually passed away. And that was a very difficult thing for me because I was still kind of a kid. I was still developing and learning my way. I was in college at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia studying industrial design. It's like designing everyday things, graphic design, furniture, interiors. And it happened right when I was in the midst of college and it was a very difficult time for me. It was a time that um, I was still trying to figure things out, um, try, trying to work my way through school. Um, and I was actually working in nightclubs, which something I enjoy doing, you know, I love I loved to break dance and, go out and party and go to raves as a kid. So while I was in college, I was actually partying a lot. I was working in nightclubs. I was actually dancing in nightclubs and uh, I was making good money. But with that lifestyle came a lot of drinking and a lot of partying. So as things got more difficult um, in life, you know, with my family, um, I started to progressively party more. And it got to the point where I was partying all day, every day, uh, but somehow I graduated college and I'll never forget about a month after I graduated college, I burned through all my graduation money. I became broke, uh, lost my license and I was homeless all within a month's time. And at that point I had, I had nowhere to go and no other option, but to call my aunt Lisa in New York. So I called my aunt Lisa and I'm like, Lisa, I have nowhere to go. Can I come to New York for two weeks? That's all I need to just get back on my feet. And she said, sure. And she welcomed me with open arms. So I'm really grateful for that. And I moved into her garage. She had a half a garage that was partially renovated. So I had a place to go and I moved in and it just gave me the chance to kind of like take a step back, humble myself, hit this bottom and try to figure things out. And unfortunately I couldn't stop partying, but they did help me understand that I needed to get help. So went into a 12 step program and that program helped me understand what was going on in my life. And it also gave me a design for living because I didn't know how to live. I was living like a crazy person, just working in nightclubs and partying all day, every day. Even though I had a college degree, I was like, I did not know how to live. But the catch was the only way that I could stay on that track and that new design for living is if I would freely go out and give it to other people the way that it was freely given to me. So no job, no car, but I would get rides to jails, to rehab centers, to meetings, to just find people to obsessively help. And that was the only way that I would get better. And I actually did get better. And after a couple months of this um, process, I got a job in Manhattan as a designer and started working in design, which was my passion as a kid. I always wanted to do design work and I was actually working in that field and I was living this new way of living. And over time, I just started watching HGTV when I had free time. And I started to become obsessed with renovations and 
and uh, the color and the design and everything that went into these renovation shows. And I said to myself, one day I want to do that myself. So I decided to save every penny. And I lived in that garage for five years. I didn't date. I didn't eat out. I brought my lunch to work every day. And I just became completely obsessed about this goal of buying my first property. So in 2011, bought that first property and moved into it. And shortly after, I was in the cafeteria talking, and this woman overheard me. Uh, her name was Jamie. And she came up and she said, John, I heard you talking about a renovation. Uh, my husband actually just read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think you should check it out. So read the book and then went to a Rich Dad, Poor Dad event. And I learned about investing. I learned about how to look at money differently, how to look at assets and liabilities. And it just changed my thinking to where... I said to myself, I just spent five years living in a garage, saving for this condo, and now I have to sell this liability to go out and buy assets. So I was like, here we go. So tried to sell it, couldn't sell it as a first sale by owner, then decided to get my real estate license. So got the license, sold it over asking, that was good, and then just started flipping houses. So that's really where that whole kind of investing side started. And uh, bought my first solo flip by myself in 2015. Uh, flipped that house, made 150000 but I still had so much fear that I would never be able to replicate that again. So I stayed at my job out of fear. And um, I kept flipping houses on the side until 2017, hired a real estate coach. And he was like, I want you to do two things, make videos and make cold calls. And that's what I started doing. And that helped me build my business online. Build make videos like, like social media or things like that? Yeah. So I was okay. posting on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and that helped me get more deals, build more relationships. And I was able to build both businesses at the same time, the sales business as an agent and the investing business for the flipping. So time went on, started wholesaling, uh, started flipping more houses um, and started creating a real estate course, which I'm just finishing up now. And as of now, in the wholesale business, uh, we're marketing to 85,000 leads a month, and then we're doing close to 10 deals a month. On the flipping business, uh, we're flipping about three to five properties a month. And I usually raise um, private capital for the acquisition money and then use hard money for uh, the rest of the acquisition, plus the holding and the rehab. And uh, it's just been a wild ride ever since then. Man, you mentioned a lot of things that really we can go back and, and um, you know, just talk about this cause, like how really it made you go from really bad situations or rock bottom, how a lot of people call it, and uh, really go back and, and make not only a living for yourself, but like substantially like surpass the average be on the top and and continuously doing that um i'm assuming that so when you you were telling me also in the car how you were consistently like doing these parties and 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 being in this addiction that you had and you know mm -hmm. drugs were left and right in your in your thing like i also i also share like something very similar that I didn't do it myself, but it helped someone kind of get out of the situation, which was my cousin, where I actually helped him get out of the party and addiction of like doing different multiple drugs and things like that. And when he got out of it, because it was my help that got him outside of the city, moved to another city, 
get a job, get an interview, and I actually helped him through the process, that fulfillment part was great. But not only that, he also grew as a person. And he also changed the way that he was doing things and started making money, of course. Uh, and the good money, right? Not bad money, like actual good money. But like, how did you even just that process like of like trying to like overcome overcome this and like overcome yourself like you were an obstacle in your life like how did that how was it because i know what it helped my my, my friend he moved to another city he changed he changed the way that he saw things with my help and uh and he also uh kind of like got a, a good sense of how I can make money because I gave him an interview, but you, like you, you had like all these external forces that kind of helped you, but ultimately it was your own effort. So how was that? Like, like really I'd like to understand from your perspective. Sure. Well, the program, the 12 step program that I was involved in was really about filling that void that's within us that we're looking to fill it with external things. So for me, it was partying, drugs, alcohol, whatever, um, but once I was able to fulfill myself, whether it was um, a relationship with a higher power or a relationship with uh, the people around you, um, that also, that that's what really helped me at that time. Um, but it's continuing that, right? So it's, it's not just that experience that I had at that moment, but it's continually nourishing the mindset. It's continually learning, continually looking for people to help on a daily basis, because look, it's like I had that great experience, my life changed, but I could easily go back to that place if I'm not out doing the right thing. So I think it really comes down to just coming from a place of looking to, to help and serve people at all times, um, continually educating yourself and just building relationships all day, every day. Um, but it was truly that 12-step program that helped me personally, but not everybody has to go through that, right? I went through that, but that doesn't mean that somebody else that's struggling has to go through that. Um, I think it's really just surrounding yourself with the right people, putting the right information into your mind and developing healthy habits. Because like I said, I had to learn how to live and I was giving a design for living. And part of that was just having great habits. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you're you're a designer basically so you have a creative mind as well and and i'm pretty sure like whenever you were on this uh bad situations drugs and parties and things like that your head was being visionary and your head was being creative but in the wrong stuff right like it was like i'm pretty sure you were creative in the wrong stuff in the wrong things um so you can really utilize your skill set that you currently have on the right things right mm -hmm. uh, and that happens a lot like sometimes we're in the wrong vehicle and it, like it's almost impossible to get out because it's us who are actually stopping us because we're in the wrong vehicle and not doing what we're supposed to do we're stuck right so as an example i think me was like uh this is nothing to do with like being addicted or or something like that but i was in a, in a vehicle of an office and engineering where i was doing something for a company that is a big ass company, Chrysler, and help mm -hmm. them with the engineering design and design of the vehicles. And I was doing really well, but that vehicle was just like not allowing me for my inner genius to, to mm -hmm. expand, to grow. It was like a disease at some point because it got so like, I got so used to it and, and I couldn't really grow. I couldn't really 
look, talk the way that I wanted to talk, to express the one I wanted to talk, create the one I want to create. So the pain became something like kind of inner toxic for me um, mm-hmm. until I actually got out of it. Obviously, your thing was like uh, a situation where like it was also affecting you, you know, mentally, it was affecting mm-hmm. you like financially and everything and your relationships around. So obviously it's much, much, much more different. Um, but you talk about like giving, putting yourself in a position of giving and like basically showing love right like showing love like mm-hmm. how did that change like how did you start applying it and and how did that what did actually putting yourself in a position do to you like what 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 mm-hmm. exactly you started doing wow that's really powerful and great that you picked up on that because one of the main reasons why somebody does something to get out of themselves like drink drug or whatever else whatever kind of vice they have um i've actually realized that it could be a selfish act, right? So like, let's say you're not feeling well and you say, I wanna go have a drink or like, I wanna get drunk tonight, right? So then by drinking, now you're intoxicated and you can't best serve your family, your child or your friends or the people around you. But if you go out and you help somebody instead of self-medicating, right? Now you're being selfless. So the more selfless you are, the more people you're helping, the better you're going to feel and the more you're going to fill that void within you. And that was probably one of the biggest things for me that when I was obsessively going to jails and rehab centers, looking for people to help, I I was too busy helping people to worry about an addiction or an alcoholism, like because I was just out helping somebody else's problem. So that actually was a big part of removing that problem from me. But I also identify with what you said about the job. That was probably like a second reawakening that I had. I was at that design job for maybe 10 years. And I felt like the soul was being sucked out of me because I never looked at myself as a people person, which I learned later on. I do love all people and love communicating and helping people. But when I was stuck behind a desk, even though I was doing my passion of design, I wasn't out changing lives. I wasn't effectively helping people. Even if it was good design and people liked it, um, at least now with real estate, I'm able to help people get out of trouble, whether it's bad debt, uh, foreclosure, divorce, probate, and actually able to best serve people. Even as a real estate agent, I could help somebody negotiate a great deal, find their dream home, or sell their property for top dollar. Like, to me, that's meaningful and living a life of purpose. When I was at that design job, even though it's what I wanted when I first got sober, it really wasn't truly fulfilling to me. Right. I mean, fulfillment is... is- it comes in many different ways and many different energies. Uh, but I think that uh, one of the biggest fulfillments is if you think about it, big companies, they will have all these big nonprofit organizations as well in order to fulfill that, right? Like in order to give. And a lot of them do not just do it for like, yeah, tax benefit and, and stuff like that, but like, now they're showing that this big company is actually giving and actually showing love to people and serving. And it actually shows a, the really good thing about the company. So it not only attracts other individuals that are in the same type of mindset, but also kind of reflect themselves with those type of companies and those type of acts. And it attracts clients that way too as well. If you think about it, whatever it is that you do, Whatever you do, however, whatever you do something, it's how you do everything. So mm-hmm. if you're able to absolutely 
serve one person and mm-hmm. you feel good about it. And, and, and then now you have them a massive scale of different people. Now you're going to massively also impact other people. And mm-hmm. if you grow, become millionaire, become multimillionaire, then ultimately like have financial success, that is going to show even more because everything gets amplified.